When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, this is Noah Jack, and you're listening to Think Inclusive Podcast. Recording from my office in beautiful Marietta, Georgia, you are listening to the Think Inclusive Podcast, episode 19. Today, we have Noah Jack, a musician on the autism spectrum. We talk about the release of his new single, Neighborhood, from his upcoming EP, All in the Family. After the podcast, please visit patreon.com backslash thinkinclusivepodcast, where you can support our goal to bring you in-depth interviews with inclusive education and community advocacy thought leaders. Also, you can help other people find us by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the Think Inclusive podcast. So without further ado, here is the interview. All right, I'd like to welcome Noah Jack to the Think Inclusive podcast. Noah is a singer-songwriter from Park Ridge, Illinois, who is studying music at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. His new single, Neighborhood, tells the story of Noah's hometown, calling it a letter to my friends and family who were there for me from start to finish. Being diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, Noah wasn't able to talk until he was five years old, but recalls being able to hum at age four, stating, I always tell people that I learned how to sing before I was able to talk. He plans to release his new EP titled All in the Family in January, just in time for his birthday. Each track will be dedicated to a member of his family. So thanks for being on the uh, podcast, Noah. Hey, it's very nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So um, I've listened to the single, uh, and we're going to go ahead and play it in a, in a little bit here. Uh, but I wanted to give you an opportunity, since this is this is why you're on, is to, uh, I guess, tell us what the message is behind this uh, single neighborhood and uh and then, and then we can talk maybe a little bit more about you know how you became a musician and uh kind of your your life in in general so what is the what's the message behind neighborhood so the message is basically it's it's a letter to my family and my friends back home in parker Ridge, illinois 
Um, I really had a lot of people who I was very thankful for in my life, uh, especially like my, my friends. And so when I was leaving to go to college, I was very homesick. And one thing I wanted to do was write. So I wrote a lot for my family and my friends. And then uh, Neighborhood became a thing. And I was so happy to record it and release it to my friends, my family. So overall, when it finished, I was really happy. So to tell me, um, tell me something about the recording because uh, I'm I'm also a musician, so I'm very interested in you know production and kind of how you know how that all came about. So um, is this some is was neighborhood something that you were kind of sitting on as far as a song uh, and then decided to record, or did you go out and record it specifically? You know, um, you you had uh, like a you know, people that you were recording with at the time and you decided you wanted to do this? or So how did it come about? So I actually thought of recording this quite a while back. I've had this song for maybe like two and a half years, and I really didn't think of anything that good. Um, but my friend wanted to do a uh, demo of the song, and it was in a different key. Everything was different about it. And overall, I was like, oh, this can actually be a really good song. So about three days after my 21st birthday, my family was in town, and I decided, huh, why not just go out and record this? So I had my producer friend uh, track it for me, and it wasn't really good. So I was like, all right, let's see if it can get a lot better. Uh, over the course of a couple months, it, the track took about four months to record and master and everything like that. I got it in July, and then we were doing the campaigning, and overall... I just love the song feel. It's, a, it's much more different than everything like I've written before, especially it has a nostalgic kind of feel. Usually I write more about the future, but with this one I wrote more with the past. Um, I wrote, I recorded a lot of it in Nashville, and I recorded some of it at Belmont and some of it at RCA Studios in Music Row. And I had a lot of people on it with, especially like my best friends here in Nashville, really helped me along with it. So I'm very thankful for the single and the success of it right now. It's been really amazing. Yeah, I noticed uh, you were talking uh, just recently on your Facebook page about how many listens you were getting on Spotify. And that's quite, you know, that's quite something. How many, uh, about how many uh, listens are you at right now? Um, overall, I think I'm at 23. I'm hoping to get to the 25 mark. And that, I literally did not think I'd get to 23, even 15, which is incredible. I told my mom that I was even going to be shocked if I got like 1,000. So when I got back and I saw that there was like 23, I was so shocked and just beyond thankful for the people who were listening and just everything with the song. Yeah, it's fantastic, uh, and uh, I know I know our listeners haven't haven't heard the song yet, um, and we will we will hear it in a little bit. Uh, but I really like the feel, the laid back feel, and um, I, I know musicians hate to be compared to stuff. So if you do not like this comparison, I apologize, and you can say that you don't agree. <laughs> but but uh, but a very uh, Jack Johnsony, Jason Mraz type of feel. It's very nice, mm. and uh, and I really like that. I really like the um <clears throat> that kind of spooky not spooky but um 
I guess uh, ethereal guitar. It's uh, the lead, um, the, those little lead notes. I think they were really nice. So just as far as you know, appreciating the music, I I really enjoyed the track. Um, so are the people that you played with are these are are people that you go to school with at Belmont, or were they musicians you connected with in in, in Nashville apart from Belmont? So I met all of them through Belmont, and they're like all my best friends in the world. I'm very thankful to have them. And I asked them to be a part of the track, and they said, of course. But we were doing a bunch of shows, like my friends and I, we were doing like the small band thing. We were doing shows in Memphis and a little bit in Nashville, and we were recording a bunch of songs at the time. And that's when I said, hey, we should record Neighborhood. And then they wanted to be a part of it, and it just turned into a really amazing project. Um, yeah. So, so when you, when you decided to record neighborhood, was that when you decided to go ahead and go forward with the album or did you have the idea of the album before uh, the single? So I've had the idea, uh, of the concept of the EP. I've had it for quite a while now, mostly from neighborhood being like a thank you letter to my, my parents, my friends, but I do have a lot of other songs that are generally towards like a like a single person especially like my brothers uh i do have one for my mom and my dad i'm trying to write one for my dogs uh just anything really because i want it to be more of like a concept kind of ep more than just like a spree of songs so just having it be a story would be much more interesting to the audience than having it just be oh this is a song then here's another song so i want them to be engaged throughout the whole 15 20 10 minutes Okay, uh, and are you um, are you currently playing these songs in in uh, uh, when you play out in venues, or are you kind of waiting until the uh, the EP comes out? Yes, I have been doing a lot of uh, writers rounds in Nashville so far, and I have one coming up in a couple of weeks uh, in Music Row. So I've been sampling them out. A lot of them have been getting a lot of good responses, a lot of good messages towards them, and just testing to see if it's a good single or if I should just put it on the EP and that's it. So overall, I, they've been very happy with the songs. They're just always like, oh, what, what does this mean? And what does this mean? So they want to hear it again. That's the best part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, um, let's get to it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's hear Neighborhood uh, by Noah Jack. And uh, it's available now on SoundCloud and Spotify. Is there another place where they can uh, they can get the single? You can get it also on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. I think you can get it on Pandora right now. Uh, maybe YouTube, um, Tidal, everything that you can get a streaming service is, uh, is there. Okay, so uh, here is Neighborhood. Forgot them at all 
that was neighborhood by noah jack um fantastic track uh really excited this is my first um interview with a musician on the podcast uh, so this is kind of a special treat for me because uh, i get to ask different kinds of questions <laughs> so um so as a as a person uh diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder um I want to know, I guess, your unique experience in growing up in Park Ridge, and um, you say that it, you know, the the single and the album are really, uh, you know, a thank you letter to your friends and family. Um, how did they really support you um, growing up, uh, being someone on spectrum? Of course. So I am from Park Ridge, Illinois, which is a very small town in Chicago, Illinois, 
uh, it's more of a suburb. And the thing about my hometown is that everyone is a community. And I am home with my four older brothers, and they were very well known in Park Ridge. So everyone knew about my spectrum disorder. And I had a lot of support from people uh, outside of the community in Park Ridge. When I got the chance to share my song with people, I was so happy to just be like, thank you so much for being a part of my life. And that's pretty much what I wanted to do. Um, I would say, I lost train of thought. (laughs) It's okay. Oh, oh, um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, being with uh, like my high school and everything, everyone knew also about my diagnosis. And they're like, you are a musician, which was perfectly fine with me. I told them all the time about my diagnosis. And when um, I would be doing things, especially in the community, they would be very understanding. So I was just in a great community in Park Ridge. So overall, I didn't have that many problems with telling people that I had a diagnosis. Right. So you, uh, so it sounds like you, number one, um, uh, were, were, you were able to talk about, um, uh, being on the spectrum to your friends and your, your neighbors and the, the people in your community. That wasn't something that, um, was out of the ordinary. It sounded like that, that was just something that was, that happened and that was perfectly fine and acceptable. Um, and uh, the, that you were accepted in your like in your school and um, uh, w- with the people that w- you were around, is that correct? So you felt you felt that acceptance and inclusion um, where you lived and where you went to school. Yeah, of course, I felt at home. And w- if I were to tell someone that I did have a diagnosis, they would be like, "Oh, that's very strange." I did get that a lot, especially in my high school times. They'd be like, oh, that's really strange. You have a diagnosis. And I'd be like, of course, this is who I am. And they would be very understanding of it. So what do you think, if if at all, did, do you feel like um, maybe autism is – there is any sort of misconceptions, uh, maybe not necessarily about you, know, you Noah, but uh, like in – when we talk about uh, autism spectrum disorder in general, do you feel like there is like a big, a big misconception um, uh, that, that, or attitudes that people have toward autism? Um, I think that a lot of people aren't aware and I think that there should be more acceptance towards people. And we hear about kids being bullied for just having autism spectrum disorder, which is absurd And that's the one thing I've been trying to do with my music. I've been trying to tell people that it is okay to have autism spectrum disorder because I want people to like be a part of this message that I'm who I am and I'm nothing's going to change. I just have a disability. And for someone who is lower on the spectrum, it's much harder, but they, people need to be aware because even like younger kids, I remember one kids would get bullied who do have uh, autism spectrum disorder and it always made me upset because I'm higher on the spectrum and I got less but someone who's lower and doesn't understand the difference would just be getting bullied and harassed and that was very uh, tough for me 
Now you um, you said about you being able to sing before you were able to talk. So I, I'm wondering if you have um, do you have those memories of not being able to communicate through words, or like how was that experience uh, uh, as you remember being able to to sing before you were able to talk? So I had a wristband that had my name and a bunch of other information that I do not remember at this time. But uh, my mom would take care of me and she would always hold my hand to make sure that I was okay. But I would gradually get better. And I remember uh, when I was four, I would always go on a car ride to my speech therapy. And my mom would always play like the same song on the radio. So I would hum. And the biggest story that I remember was the song... Uh, picture by Kid Rock and Shell Crow. My mom would be Shell Crow and I'd be Kid Rock. In the beginning, I would just be humming the song and it, nothing would really change. But then as the years went by and I got better, especially when I was like five, I learned a lot about talking and interacting with people. I just started doing wrestling and football. So we would go to speech therapy and I would start singing the lyrics to it. And my mom would start singing the Sheryl Crow part. I would be Kid Rock and that's where I learned to love singing. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so did you, did you feel like you were able to communicate, um, what you needed or wanted, um, uh, with your, you know, with your family, um, before you were able to, you know, put words together? Uh, did they just kind of understand like, Oh, Noah, you know, wants this or Noah feels this way. Like how how was that, or do you do you remember how you were able to communicate with them? I remember a few things about when I was younger. I don't remember that much. That's the thing. I don't remember that much about my childhood. All I remember really was when I was like five and I learned how to talk. Hmm. Uh, I would always hear stories about how I would do this and this. I was a big crier when I was a kid. Um, I would be also silent. And the thing is, when I was diagnosed, I was one of the youngest in 1998. Like we, it wasn't that accepting to be diagnosed when you're two years old. Mm. So when my mom first diagnosed me in 1998, it was, it was incredible. And my mom saw, saw it uh, clear as day that I had that something was wrong with me because I would look up in the sky, I would be looking at nothing, and I wouldn't interact with my brothers when I was two. So when uh, when my mom was concerned, she went to a doctor, and it, it, they said that the test that they were going to take on me would take two hours. And I remember this story very well, because my mom went to get coffee, and she got a phone call. She said, oh, you need to come back. We, we got the results. And it was 30 minutes, and they said, yeah, you do have autism. Uh, this is what you need to do, and these are the people you, who you need to call. I think what we're doing right now is the best that we possibly can do, just saying that we're aware of what is here and that everyone knows there should be an acceptance towards everyone um, having classes being taught about it if you have a kid in your class being like okay this kid has it be understanding but I, it's all about the kid it's not about um, the other people around them you need to, like the kid needs to be more understanding and also with um, special ed classes to be more involved with that because when I first 
started special ed classes, I was I never got to see like see my friends. I never got to hang out with them. I would be in my group and everyone would label me as the kid who was in special needs classes. So that was very hard for me because I was getting better and they were still labeling me as some kid who doesn't know how to draw or uh, cur- like handwrite cursive. So for me, I think it's being more aware and being more together as a group. So last question before I let you go. Uh, so we've talked about, you know, neighborhood and I know that um, all in the family is coming out on your birthday in January of 2018. Um, what is your hope for, um, I guess your career as a musician? Because I, I see that you are studying music at Belmont. So look at, you know, going forward, is this something that you want to be doing full time, you know, as Noah mm-hmm. Jack, the musician performing, recording songs, or is there something else that, that you ha- have in mind? So my main goal is to be a musician. I want to be touring wherever I can, but um, I also want to be a person of charity, and that was the big part of my my thing. I am very thankful for everything that I've gotten in my life, and it's all because of well, amazing people like my family, doctors, and everything like that. And I remember when I was a kid, I was in this after-school program, and one thing that was very strange about it was that we never got to do anything with music-related. So hopefully when my career starts to take off, hopefully um, I can start a charity program where we only do uh, music for music therapy people and just have them work with kids on the spectrum or anything like Down syndrome. So anything with a mental awareness, have them be around music. And I know Zach Brown Band does a summer school or a summer camp for kids with uh, special needs. And it's incredible, but I wanted to take a step further, and I wanted to do it after after school programs, where to get to meet kids who love music just as them. And I know there's like different theater programs who do that. So one of my big goals with being a musician is having people be aware that I'm a musician who is autistic, but I'm also Noah Jack, and I'm gonna be like I'm gonna help the people who have me awesome um noah jack is promoting his new single neighborhood which is a thank you letter to his community of park ridge illinois uh thank you for being on the think inclusive podcast thank you so much for having me that is our show we would like to thank musician noah jack Make sure to check out his music and follow him on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Instagram. Follow Think Inclusive on the web at thinkinclusive.us, as well as Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and Instagram. Today's show was produced by myself talking into USB headphones, a Zoom H1 handy recorder, MacBook Pro, GarageBand, and a Skype account. You can also subscribe to the Think Inclusive podcast via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Podomatic, the largest community of independent podcasters on the planet. From Marietta, Georgia, please join us again on the Think Inclusive podcast. Thanks for your time and attention.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.